Hello, and thank you for joining me for Genesis chapter 14. In the days of Amraphel, the king of Shinar, Arioch, the king of Elisar, Ketelaoma, the king of Elam, and Tidal, the king of Goyim, they made war with Bera, the king of Sodom, and with Bersha, the king of Gomorrah, Shinab, the king of Admar, and Shemabir, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, also called Zoar. All these joined together in the valley of Sidim, also called the Salt Sea. They served Kedalaoma for 12 years, and in the 13th year they rebelled. In the 14th year, Kedalaoma came, and the kings who were with him, and struck the Rephaim in Ashtoreth Karnaim, and the Zuzim in Ham, and the Emim in Shaveh Kiriathaim, and the Horites in their Mount Seir to El Paran which is by the wilderness. They returned and came to En Mishpat, also called Kadesh, and struck all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites that live in Hazazon Tamar. The king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Admar and the king of Zeboim and the king of Bela, also called Zoar, went out and they set the battle in array against them in the valley of Sidim, against Ketelaoma, the king of Elam, and Tidal, the king of Goyim, and Amraphel, the king of Shinar, and Arioch, the king of Elisar, four kings against the five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of tar pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, and some fell there, and those who remained fled to the hills. They took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their food, and went their way. They took Lot, Abram's brother's, Abram's brother's son, who lived in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. One who had escaped came and told Abram, the Hebrew. At that time he lived by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite brother of Eshcol, and brother of Aner, and they were the allies of Abram. When Abram heard that his relative was taken captive, he led out his trained men, born in his house, 318, and pursued as far as Dan. He divided himself against them by night, he and his servants, and struck them, and pursued them to Hobar, which is on the left hand of Damascus. He brought back all the goods, and also brought back his relative Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the other people. The king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Ketelaoma, and the kings who were with him at the valley of Shaveh, that is, the king's valley. Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, and he was priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Abram gave him a tenth of all. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and take the goods for yourself. Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand to Yahweh, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread, nor a sandal strap, nor anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will accept nothing from you, except that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me 
Aina, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. Abram goes to the rescue of his nephew, Lot. And I said in the last chapter that Lot cast his lot in with the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. In other words, he sided with wicked people. And here he starts to pay the consequences for it. Abraham, it says, has 318 trained men in his house. So I guess these are servants and other free men. And that gives us a bit of a sense of how many people were in Abram's group. If you count women and children, maybe there were a thousand people here. It's hard to say. But they go to attack the people that took Lot away as captive. And this is the first place in the Bible where there is a war recorded. A war recorded. Um, but of course, before this in the Bible, there's violence and, and presumably there were other wars. But this particular war, Abraham doesn't fight for himself. He's not fighting conquest. He's not even fighting to defend himself. He's fighting to rescue a relative of his. He's fighting for another. And um, after the way that Lot had treated him, we mentioned previously that you know, Lot had looked up and seen the good part of the land and he wanted that for himself. And he hadn't considered what Abraham might have wanted. And after he had treated Abra Abram that way, Abram would have had every reason to have said, ah, forget you, I'm not helping you, you don't need the help. But that's not actually Abram's attitude. His attitude, attitude is one to say, no, I'm going to help. This is my relative. This is someone that matters to me and I'm going to go and fight for him. And um, then in the end of this chapter, as Abram's returning from the battle, and he's rescued his nephew, a man called Melchizedek comes out to meet him with bread and wine. And here we've got a very, very interesting picture. Now, Melchizedek was the king of Salem or the king of Jerusalem, but with, with bread and wine in hand, who does this symbolize to us? This symbolizes Jesus. The king coming out of Jerusalem with bread and wine. And I told you in a previous video that Jesus is, is all through the Old Testament, if you look for him. Well, here he is. He's not hiding very well here, <laughs> easily spotted. But it's, it's a picture of communion. And you know, when, when, we, when we're in Christ, or when we come to Christ, he offers to us, you know, his body and his blood. And, and here we've got, before the law is even given and before the nation of Israel is even established here, we've got a picture of Christ offering to Abraham and of course Abraham receives and, and you know Abraham receives from Christ right here but then Abraham gives him a tenth or in other words a tithe and this is interesting as well because here we've got the first example of tithing and there's no rule that said you had to tithe this is something that Abraham wanted to do and he did it giving it to effectively giving the tithe to Jesus and that's why when we're in church today we, and we, we tell our people about tithing, we say it's not a law that you must tithe. Yeah, later on in the Bible there were laws about tithing, but we say no, tithing begins here with Abraham as something that you do because you want to and something that you give to Christ, just like Abraham did. And when you do that, there's great, great power in it. And then, of course, Abraham brings all the plunder from the battle back 
and he gives it back to the, the king of Sodom. The king of Sodom, is, Sodom says, you can keep the plunder, but he doesn't want to. And um, I think this is interesting here because now we've got a second example of Abram not wanting to, to be connected with Sodom and not wanting to be connected with you know, the, the wealth of the wicked. And he wants to keep himself separate. There's something very, very wonderful about Abram and the Lord knows it too. And the Lord blesses him. So what do we learn from this? We learn that Abram, he turned his back on the ways of Sodom. And we need to turn our back on the ways of the world around us. But Abram did not turn his back on the lost condition of his nephew Lot. And so there are people who are out there in the world, they're indulging in the world, and they're lost. And we should not turn our back on them. And in the same way that Abram went to fight for his nephew Lot, we need to go to fight for those who are lost around us as well. And finally, as far as tithing goes and giving to the Lord, it's something we do because we love Jesus. We give him our tithe, not out of any obligation, but out of our love for him. And the Lord blesses us. We find that in Christ, we have everything we need. So, Father, I thank you for this chapter and all the symbols in here that we find, and the symbol of Christ in here as Melchizedek. And, Lord, I pray that we would be people who receive from you, just as Abraham received from Christ in this story. Father, strengthen your people. Strengthen your church. Strengthen our faith. Give us wisdom and understanding, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.